The man who discovered the blood moons is here with us. This is not good. This is one bucket wow. of pancakes. The man of the toupee. He's on the front page of New York There's no respect for white European males anymore. Everybody, welcome to the Spin Doctrines podcast. Almost said the name of another podcast. My name is Travis Reyes. <laughs> I'm Kenny Van, and I'm Amador Salazar. And, Where am I? <laughs> at your house. And this is a podcast <laughs> about propaganda and the people who peddle it. All right, this is take two. <laughs> it's been a rough weekend and a rough uh, recording session, <laughs> but we're here. It's going. Everyone's in the zone, here to talk about our main man, Jordan Peterson, Amador's <laughs> father figure. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, he's my internet daddy. I love it. Huh? I had to read his book. You did have to read his book. I, I had to, all, all three hours of it. <laughs> so actually, it's 15 hours. I can only get through three hours. <laughs> I mean, it's I have to listen to 15 hours of uh, Rush Limbaugh's radio show, so... We all meant to make sacrifices in this, <laughs> this world. Yeah, yeah. so, um, yeah, what are you guys, like, initial thoughts on him, Jordan Peterson? He's like a, like a, <laughs> he's just like a weird self-help guru who's, like, uh, got famous because he made some fucking comments about trans people, and now he's, like, thinks he's a deep thinker. <laughs> yeah. I thought of it. I just thought of this as we were like trying to record the first time. He's like um, those comics, like the Patrice uh, impersonator comics, that like think they're so deep, and their bits are like nine minutes long. And I'm guilty of it. Remember when I started and I had that bit about the lion tamers? That was essentially about like abusive relationships. Yeah. And the metaphor was that, like, women that stay with abusive guys are like lion tamers. And then the end was her getting eaten by the lion. And it was this awful joke. The point was bad. Uh, I could have done it in two minutes, and it would have been just as bad. But I stretched it out. It was like a ten-minute bit. But that's also when I, like, was an idiot. And I was, like, 20. And I didn't know anything about anything. <laughs> Yeah, Jordan Peterson is that mindset, but slow it down by like forty years, like add forty years and slow it down, and then just make yourself the most inoffensive voice in all of like yeah, like all time. Yeah, every ninety comic, every nineties uh-huh. comics, Lauren Michaels or every Kids in the Hall character. <laughs> he sounds like a Kids in the Hall character. It's fucking bizarre, dude. Yeah, he's basically the like. 
human equivalent to that joke that men and women are different. Like yes. It's like, bitches be crazy. They're chaos dragons. Whoa. <laughs> I watch. I, I, I like watch a guy for four minutes and open mic do that. Like, Wait a you know how men are like rational and good and women be like dragons? <laughs> I'd be like, this guy rules. I like him. I think that's a good like format for like five minutes. But I think, I think once you've built like a 30-year career on it. Yeah. I don't, to be fair, I don't I think don't, he built uh, his whole career on that. Uh, we don't know because we don't know much about his past, really, right? No, I mean, he kind of arose from the ashes of Mordor and just kind of like was there one day. <laughs> yeah. There's uh, uh, like, no, there's like, nobody's written a biography about him because he got like famous like two years ago and he's not a really deep thinker, so nobody's bothered to, but like. He's been a, he was born in the 60s and got a degree in clinical psychology and basically was just some random guy that nobody cared about until 2016. When he uh, said some – what was his issue? He, like, refused to gender people the way they wanted to be gendered? There was an anti-discrimination law that passed in Canada that wanted to add, basically, protections to transgendered and non-binary people. So, like <laughs> – you couldn't fire somebody or like evict somebody because of their gender identity. And also you couldn't advocate for uh, the genocide of non-binary people, which he took to mean that he couldn't go around calling trans women men because he would, he thought he would be thrown in jail, but (laughs) 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 that's basically why. Do you think that, do you think that was like him being an idiot, not getting the law, or do you think it's like a calculated thing he's doing? It's I think it's him being an idiot. Yeah, it's his "don't tread on me" flag moment. Like this, this is where he's at at sixty years old. He's like, he's essentially like all these like shitty all right people who are just like yelling from their lawn to start. Hey, get out of here. You'll suck. You're terrible. <laughs> You're bad. <laughs> Women are bad. <laughs> it's weird. I hate it. I hate I hate Jordan Peterson. He's not, well, you have to listen to a long book. I like him a lot. <laughs> um, I'm going to play an audio clip of him explaining why uh, he feels he does about uh, gender pronouns. You guys ready? Oh. Brace yourself. This is going to be. <laughs> I'm telling you, you guys, you are you ready? Are you ready for no. this clip? It's rough. All right, here I'm we go. Ready for to, yeah. All right, this is this is going to be painful. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, a lot of, not a lot of people know, but uh, Jordan <laughs> Peterson wrote The Land Down Under song. <laughs> it's a, it's, yeah, it's about pussies. Uh, no, here's the real clip. That was a little bit goofing. <laughs> All right, here we go. Bill C-16 purported to do nothing but extend human rights provisions to an excluded group, let's say, to, to the transgender and non-gender binary types. And... And that was the federal legislation. It also made it a hate crime to 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 discriminate or harass, essentially. So now then the question... Debunked. 
which is, well, what exactly do you mean by discriminate or harass? And why exactly is that a hate crime under the criminal code? Well, there was an answer to that. The answer was, well, this bill will be interpreted in light of the policies generated by the Ontario Human Rights Commission, very large set of policies. Now, the Ontario Human Rights Commission is a radically leftist organization. I think it's the most dangerous organization in Canada, although you could debate. Is it Drake from Canada? Is it Drake and the OVO crew from Canada? Aren't they the most dangerous organization from Canada? Beaver is the most dangerous leftist in Canada. So, like, I can answer his question, like, right away. You can't. Uh, discriminate on an employment basis based on somebody's gender identity. You can't like evict somebody because of their gender identity and you can't restrict their basic human rights based on gender identity. And as far as the hate speech goes, the only thing it says is that you can't advocate for the genocide of non-binary people. So either he's trying to genocide the, all the trans people or he doesn't get the law. I don't think he knows what I think is well, if I call somebody who identifies as a her a him, have I committed the genocide? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, you haven't. If you continue to do that, you're just an asshole. But All right, I will play a little bit more. Uh, just stop me whenever, you know, you feel like <clears throat> yelling at him a little bit more. That. And they said all sorts of policies about how this, these le this legislation was going to be interpreted. And the federal government linked to their website to state that Bill 16, C-16 would be interpreted in light of those guidelines. So I went and read all the policies. Well, one of the policies was that if you didn't use the preferred pronouns of a given group, that you could be charged essentially with a hate crime. And I thought, no, that's Which good. group is that? You talk about transgender people. Yeah, and so there's all these pronouns that have come up. There's 70 different sets of pronouns, approximately, to... If that guy was a good interviewer, he'd be like, cool, name all 70 of them. Also, he didn't read them. He just went to ebombsworld.com. <laughs> <laughs> you watch one of those G.I. Joe videos where... Dubbed over, and he's like, oh my god. <laughs> Is this one America? Oh, fuck. <laughs> he's, just, he's just that fucking Canadian cartoon character. How did he get in here? And he's just on E-Bomb's world and watching YouTube bad lip reading videos. He goes, this is what America is! Alright, let's play a little bit more. To hypothetically describe people who don't fit anywhere on the gender spectrum, which is also something that I don't really understand. I don't understand that conceptually. Like, yeah. we'll, but, we'll come to that. But yeah, I just but the point the is, well, <laughs> okay. So now I'm a person is compelled under Canadian law to use the pronoun of another individual's choice by on pain of law. And I thought, well, no, that's not acceptable. It's one thing to put limits on what a person can't say, like say with hate speech laws, which I also don't agree with, by the way, but. That's a different argument. I Ooh, check please. <laughs> I don't agree with hate speech laws. That's what he just said. So this is what I think happened. He's a professor, so he probably had a student that was like, I identify like she, her, or he, him are my pronouns. And I think he just lost his shit. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And then I think, probably, yeah, he heard about this law and he was like, I'm not going to jail. <laughs> My dad promised me I, I'd never go to jail. Look, I'm a good boy. I've always been a good boy, and I'll forever be a good boy because I stand up straight with my shoulders back. Yeah, we'll get into what that is in a fucking second. But, uh, 
oh yeah, let me play a little bit more and see if there's any more nuggets. So far, he uh, confused himself about what a law is. He said, <laughs> I don't think hate speech, I don't, I, I think hate speech is good. And, uh, oh, can I just say, uh, my favorite part is when he just admits, like, uh, there are gender fluid people who, well, I, I just don't fucking understand that. And, like, the, and the guy cuts his riff off. He's like, well, we'll get there in a second. Just fucking <laughs> keep going. Fucking... All right. I, I think it's a narrower argument. But to compel me to use a certain content when I'm formulating my thoughts or my actions under threat of legislative action, I thought, no. What's happened there is the government has introduced compelled speech legislation into the private sphere. It's never happened in the history of English common law. And so I said, there's no way I'm abiding by that. I don't care what your damn rationale is. We're compassionate. It's like, no, you're not. No, you're not. You're playing this radical collectivist left-wing game. You're trying to gain linguistic, you're trying to gain linguistic supremacy in the, in the area of public discourse. You're doing that using compassion as a guise, and you're pulling the wool over people's eyes. And you're not going to do it with me. If I was sitting here in front of you as a transgendered uh, male to female or female to male, um, and we began the conversation, at the beginning of the conversation, you stumbled and called me uh, he or she, and I was perhaps identifying the other way around. And then if I'd said to you, please, I'd rather go by she, uh, how would you respond to that on a personal level? How, how would you well, it would depend on the situation, but the way I have responded to that, because I've had a number of conversations with transgendered individuals, is that I use whatever pronoun seems to go along with the persona that they're projecting publicly. It's the All right. Yeah, that's enough so of that. <laughs> what were you going to say? So by his own logic, like, it's, it's not a fucking issue. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really weird that this made him, like, popular, because here he's basically saying, well, I'm gonna respect you. And it's like, so what's your fucking point? Like, what is... Well, you're misreading a law, and then, like, saying that you're not gonna... Well, depending on the situation, he might gender someone correctly. Like... It's just about being a fucking nice person. Like, it, I don't understand yeah. what his fucking deal is. That's what's I'm, so crazy about this is he's like, this is the government trying to make control. me nice. Oh, what's the fucking dumb? How do you phrase it? Linguistic superiority. It's like, just say, like, yeah. fuck you. Yeah. Also, he acts like this is like the idea that nobody has been prosecuted for their speech before in Western society is, I mean, McCarthyism. There were like people prosecuted and there was a whole tribunal for people who they just suspected of being communists. Yeah. So, this is, this is what I don't get about these like anti like Marxist, just like old men. Like they're just like so conditioned by the cold war. And they, so they think that like anytime something is like infringing upon their rights, it's fucking Marxism somehow. And that's the thing too. This is not like even like really infringing on their rights yeah. as much as it is just like, don't be an asshole. <laughs> like as long as, as long as some, as long as you don't go, hello, hey, how's it going, sir? And they're like, I'm a man. And you don't go, I'm going to genocide everyone like you then you'll be fine just be yeah. like oh my mistake 
Yeah, the law's not saying you have to be, you have to, like, be a perfect, like, social actor, and there's no way that you can't, like, it's just weird. Like, you can recover from, like, you can apologize. You can just communicate with a person, like, on a human level, just be like, hey, man, or hey, like, I fucked up. Like, I apologize. Yeah. That's it. Like. Yeah, but instead he's just like, this is... Listen, hate speech might be okay too, but that's a different story. Let's not talk. What an about insane that. thing to say! What an ins- just like leave that part out. Yeah, you know why I mean? would you say that? <laughs> you can just like have an issue with this, and then be like, "But I hate speech. I don't know." Ah. Suppose I'm be Mark Twain. Am I allowed? To, you know, this is that yeah. argument. This is no, that exactly. Argument. This is idiot's argument. Yeah, it's stupid. So, yeah. Um, a little bit more of the clip. <laughs> All right. A little bit goofing. A little bit of goofing, audience. A little bit of Jordan Peterson goofing. Oh, I think we might be misunderstanding his whole argument. In a way, I think his whole argument is that he doesn't want to. He personally does not want to go to jail. <laughs> like he's just the pussy. Like he's like, yeah, like I, no, don't throw my delicate psychologist body in prison. I don't know, man. He could do well in prison, like fucking Bill Cosby, where he's like teaching, doing therapy <laughs> as Doctor Huxtable from prison. <laughs> That's real, by the way. He did that. That's like a thing he did. Oh yeah, <laughs> got a roll. <laughs> I can think of a like a more horrible hell to have to live through for the rest of your life to like pretend to be a TV character that you did thirty years ago in prison. Can you imagine him as like head of a prison gang? Bill Cosby, <laughs> old ass Bill Cosby, just. Pretending to be Fat Albert or one of his characters. <laughs> How many I don't even think like I don't even think like Kafka could write a more nightmarish like reality for you. Like, oh, you're gonna have to live the rest of your life in prison pretending to be a fictional character you made up. That everyone outside of that prison hates. Yeah. Like that character's tarnished, but in prison they're just like happy to be around. <laughs> I'm father figure. Uh, fellas, how many rules do you think Bill Cosby has for living your best life? Because Jordan Peterson has 12. Avador, you want to talk to us about JP's rules for being meaty? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I listened to some of his audiobook. I checked it out from a library because I'm, I'm not going to give him money. <laughs> Because uh, this is fucking bullshit. Uh, <laughs> he's got 12 rules for life, and ant- and it's the subheader is an antidote for chaos. And let me tell you, in Chapter 2, you realize that the chaos is women. Oh, women yeah. are the chaos in your life. Like, the, the audience is very, very specific. Like, he's very specifically talking to young men. Like, it's very, it's a very weird... <laughs> young book. men who have never come in a woman one time. 
Or at least please the woman. They might have caught a woman, but it's been embarrassing for both parties. It's, yeah, it's just, it sucks. Like, um, a lot of the rules are very, uh, I think what I said earlier is like, they basically like start at, a lot of them start at a certain point and then they circle around and like end up at the same spot. Like, the, it's strange. Like, what are some of the ones that, let me see, let me get them in front of me. Uh, so the first one is just stand up straight with your shoulders back. Which, Wait, is that is that literally rule number one? Yeah. That's rule number one. The first one. Oh, fuck. That's what he led with? <laughs> that's what's important yeah. to him. Posture. <laughs> hey, don't slouch. This is your internet daddy talking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and then he does the golden rule for rule number two, but... Uh, he phrases it insane. Yeah, uh, tr- treat yourself like someone you are responsible for helping. <laughs> so is that basically treat yourself like you would treat your children? Yeah. Yeah, or like that's... a bedridden grandma. <laughs> yeah, I think of sponge well, baths too. <laughs> it's funny that Kenny mentions children because his one of his rules is do not let your children do anything that makes you dislike them, which is... To me, just code in, like, you know, just control, be a very controlling, like, parent. Like, because if your kid ends up, like, reading, you know, a book about Marxism, Daddy Peterson's no longer going to be your daddy. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of the parents thing, he does have, like, weird shit where, like, I think it's kind of, like, a problem with people who are, like, super into, like, peterson like the pete heads out there uh one of his advice is just you know his thing about fix yourself and stuff a lot of it's like cut these people out of your life and he uses specific examples of like parents he's like when you're an adult uh you don't have to give a shit about your parents respect anymore uh because your peers and all this weird shit that's essentially boils down to like if you're if you don't feel supported by your family, or if you know you feel like they're holding you back, then cut your family loose. And then people are doing there's these like weird that become like alt right incel nerd boys. Yeah. And they cut their families off, and their families are like I didn't do, I don't know what I did, and then will like, and then. The reason the kid left the parents is like, well, they didn't support my dreams of playing Xbox for 15 straight hours. <laughs> it's just something where it, he's not helping these people improve themselves. He's just helping them find scapegoats for their shittiness. Yeah. Which is their family them, like, in which they cut off. On, yeah, sorry. I, I didn't mean to interrupt. No but they're basic, it's basically a guide into like how to intellectually like legitimize your shittiness towards like other people uh and your i don't know like because i'm telling you like if there's one chapter to read it's chapter two because it's really bad like a lot of it is just like weird like mother earth is is chaotic there's earthquakes and volcanoes and and big old arguments just like you have with your wife and it's just like what the fuck how did we get from mother earth to 
all like women be shopping like this. <laughs> so weird bits about how it's white like a volcano. <laughs> it's so weird. She's a hot hand and her bottom's always wet. <laughs> <laughs> There's this bit that's his uh, deaf comedy so, jam bit. Yeah, definitely his audience is like 30-year-old dudes that are like had the ambition of being like famous for playing video games on YouTube. <laughs> it's just, just a bunch yeah. of people with like streaming like Twitch streams that have like four subscribers. <laughs> where they're like, this is my mom's fault. She's giving me more allowance. Yeah. The reason your Twitch stream doesn't have more watchers is because you're fucking a uh, fucking women. That's why. Um, <laughs> fucking ladies hate you. Women are chaos. They interrupt your Twitch stream schedule. So <laughs> rule number eight is um, tell the truth or at least don't lie, which is a good one. And rule ten is be precise with your speech, which. Those Obviously, two yeah. he was not. He is not, because I don't know if you guys have seen uh, the like illustrations and charts that George and Jordan Peterson does for his beliefs, but they're the most nonsensical fucking charts you've what are ever they, seen in your life. What are they, just they're like just... one of those uh, family circus comics where PJ's trying to oh. get from like his room to the kitchen? <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> lines everywhere it's like a bubble chart and he does like a circle that just says like female chaos with like a frowny face and then it's like <laughs> and then it's like a line and it says like the transgressions of the shadows of truth it's like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> he's mapping out a D&D campaign <laughs> that's pretty much it you know what I think that that rule the tell the truth or at least don't lie rule is is Essentially, what it's not saying is that, oh, you can leave certain things out. Just don't lie. Yeah. I think that's him telling his kids that, I have eyes in the back of my head, so you better not do anything that makes me not like you. <laughs> and uh, rule 11 and rule 12 are uh, don't bother children with their skateboarding. <laughs> That one cracks me up every time. It's think, so specific. I think he tried to get his like kid in from skateboarding one night, and his kid just like roasted him in front of all the neighborhood kids. <laughs> and he's like, "Don't do it. Your kid will. Your kid <laughs> will bully you." These these like kids on skateboards are probably like, "Hey, look at this fucking bitch." He's like, "Hey, you just misgendered me. It's illegal." Everyone in front of the gulag, pal. <laughs> oh shit! What if we could get like a bunch of Canadian youths just to deliberately misgender Jordan Peterson? <laughs> so he's like, oh, you know what? That wall does make sense. I, I'm flipping my opinion on that. It's like you can't, and then we just keep doing it forever. <laughs> uh, rule number twelve: Don't. Oh no! Rule number twelve is pet a cat when you encounter one of the street. So yeah, weird. Uh, Weird segue on his rules. I just uh, want to say I work at like a vet's office. Some cats are feral. Yeah, some pet street cats. <laughs> you should, <laughs> you yeah, they shouldn't pet them. They're assholes. You should wait to see if the cat is at least friendly. I don't Actually, know. Jordan Peterson do pet cats. 
<laughs> you pet a fucking oh, no, feral I got cat. Feline AIDS. <laughs> Feeling AIDS. Feline. Feline. <laughs> got the kind of AIDS you can feel, you know. <laughs> My daddy gave me a hug, so I have feeling AIDS. Oh no! How am I gonna jerk off now? Segway. He hates jerking off. <laughs> Not a fan of jerking off. This is uh, like weird Catholic guilt shit, dude. Yeah, it's also weird, like that, um, hyper masculine thing of like, uh, real men don't need porn. We just need like a glass of scotch in our thoughts and. <laughs> no, like, they jerk fuck. off to that. But like without <laughs> coming, they just like play pool with the boys and think about boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Roman don't jerk off. They just drink scotch with play pool with the boys at Edge. <laughs> Come to the club Edge. Here, I'll put a quarter in. We'll play our favorite song. Recurring <laughs> 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 Alright, this... I found a video called How to Stop Looking at Porn. Wait, what? What's this called? How to Stop Looking at Porn... The simple way. Does that mean like watch porn directed by Christopher Nolan? What's the not that's a complicated way to watch porn? Porn that starts at the end and then moves forward. Like you just see a lady get came on and then it just goes backwards. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna play a little bit of this and see where this goes. This real advice would you give to I just want to say that song that he's using is a classical Eric Satie. It's Eric Satie song. Yeah. He's like a classical composer. I just imagine that guy being like, uh, someday my fucking music will be used to how to stop jerk off. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, I've written the perfect song that'll get all men to be full of more cum than they've ever been full of. <laughs> gave some advice a little earlier about quitting alcohol you know and i would say it isn't that you're trying to quit porn it's not the right way to think about it the right way to think about it is that you're trying to figure out how to have a better life and so you have to figure out well i would say do the future authoring program and keep your porn addiction in mind and think so in the first part of the future authoring program it asks you a bunch of questions about what your life could be like in three to five years if you took care of yourself like you were someone that you cared for. He stole the fucking rule from the, the A for jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> he, his rule's not even his. He just stole it from the can't come brigade. Fuck whatever they call them. The no fap people. Yeah. Yeah. The nofap redditors. Yeah, he stole okay. it from them. <laughs> Eventually, we got to do like an episode on Proud Boys, but like, and talk about how like the common rule between all of these like alt right neo Nazi groups are like fucking don't come. Yeah. Ever hang out with your bros and never come. Hang out with your bros, drink a gallon of milk, and never come. <laughs> <laughs> the difference between him and the Proud Boys is he's like. His whole thing's like, no, you should find, like, a real lady to fuck. You should fuck a lady, like, a real one. 
but he's also like, I don't jerk off. And like, I get it. Porn can be like, porn addiction is real. It's like a kind of a goofy addiction, in my opinion, to be addicted to coming. But I get it. It's real. Uh, but also like to be like, just don't watch porn, don't jerk off is, I don't know. It seems unrealistic. And I'm sure Jordan Peterson jerks off. No, he fucks raw meat. <laughs> <laughs> he chews it, like, until it's just, like, a paste. And then he fucks it. Um, I think he does jerk off, because I found a video called, uh... <laughs> I've been jerking off? <laughs> uh, no, it's called How Often You Work on Your Masturbation Skills, which... Weird name for a video. Hey, Travis, want to join me on a no-jerking June challenge? Absolutely not. I'm... <laughs> I plan on jerking off right at midnight tonight. Nope. You gotta sign our names to this petition on NoFap. Okay, here's a clip about him jerking off. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, here's one of the here's one of the things that has six hundred upvotes. I'm turning seventeen tomorrow. I refuse to spend my last year as a teenager by just lusting over another woman. Time to take control of my mind and become the best partner for my future girlfriend. <laughs> Jordan Peterson, write that? Uh, it's on NoFap. No, yeah. What? No NoFap, like it's a Reddit, it's a subreddit. NoFap to Brooklyn, that Beastie Boy song. <laughs> <laughs> and it has like tips on how to stop your urges to be addicted to porn. Jesus. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that all of those people are neo-Nazis. I don't care who I offend. Yeah, dude, porn rules, dude. Jerk off. All right, let's see. Uh, nah, dude, it's, it's I'm gonna. No, it's June, bro. I want to see how often JP works with his masturbation skills. Everyone, shut the fuck up. Well, that's fairly straightforward. I get up around somewhere between six and eight, and then I work till ten, as as hard as I can, flat out oh, every single day. Hold so on. I've been doing that for. I very little variation, although it's been much more extreme in the last year for, like, since 1985. Like, I work probably, I I would say, 14 hours a day. At least 14. I'm confused, because the question the person asked him is how often you work on your masturbation skills. He was like, I wake up at sick, and I work hard as shit from... (laughs) Since 1985, 14 hours a day. <laughs> I, to be fair, I don't think he's at the question yet, but it's crazy how he like read the question and was like, "How often do I jerk off?" And he's like, "Huh, interesting question." They went into this weird diatribe. Fifteen hours a day, and so that's about a hundred hours a week. And uh, the time that I don't do that, I spend with friends and, but mostly with my family. And so, uh, yeah, and I work as efficiently as possible. <laughs> always trying to do everything I can as fast as I possibly can. And I'm accustomed to that because like I said, I've been doing it for I've been doing it for thirty years. So that's my daily schedule. And and I don't know even what I would do if I didn't do that. Um, I, I have this cottage that I go to, although I generally spend time writing up there and I go swimming with my wife and we go canoeing and, and I can take a break in that way. But most of the time, if I take a break even at my cottage, generally what I do is like carpentry and fix the place up. And I don't like to be unoccupied. I have to be occupied. I do you think this video is a bit. 
but if it's not, I think he's talking about something else. But this would be like a hilarious. I I think he is just bragging about how busy his day is, uh, which is, yeah. I think is a way of him to being like, I don't jerk off. <laughs> oh boy, he he doesn't do all that. He's jerking off sixteen hours a day. <laughs> when he's not with friends or family, that's what he's that's what he's doing. Yeah, when he's not, <laughs> and with friends and family, and the other sixteen hours a day, I'm just jerking my dick raw. <laughs> When my daughter's not shoveling beef chunks into my mouth gullet, <laughs> yeah, I'm that's jerking like a, off at home. Let's talk about that, but not the jerking off of daughters, whatever weird shit you're talking about. Let's talk let's, about his weird meat no, diet. <laughs> he's, he eats meat. Yeah, he loves meat, dude. He's on like an all-meat diet. All-meat Pete, that's what I call him. Him and... Uh, it was weird, like, his daughter was promoting that shit, like, on Instagram hard. Yeah, Just he said it, he, Jordan Peterson said it cured his depression. But I think, yeah, but... I think what cured his depression was not jerking off for 16 straight hours. <laughs> I think what cured his depression were all the benzos that his daughter was feeding in his steaks. Yeah, he's like a cartoon <laughs> character. It's a big juicy steak with, like, a fucking pill in the middle of it. <laughs> I think of him like fucking Scooby Doo. Like he just went up to his daughter, like, "Oh, I need a Peterson snack," and it's just like a raw meatball with benzos in it. <laughs> a Peter ball. So essentially, oh, yeah. so essentially, it's like keto but crazier because you can't eat anything that's not meat. No vegetables. No, just meat. I mean, that's just, it. Just meat and hold your jerk off. Don't jerk off. Eat lots of meat. Um, attribute all life's problems to women in your life. And Marxism. Uh, and Marxism, which is chaos, which means Marxism. Is, is a fem- woman. You're a lady <laughs> for like a Marxism. <laughs> Listen, it's alpha to talk this way. Oh, speaking yeah. of Marxism... Oh, go ahead. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, every video clip that I found of him, like, talking about women or femininity in general was always, like, it sounded like he was, like, his mom was always really, like, up in his shit. <laughs> That's pretty much what it sounded like. His mom like, took his mom took away his Limp Bizkit CD because he heard all the, she heard all the swears, and he's like, women are the worst! <laughs> You were like, he was like 45 when Lynn Biscuit was popular. His mom just came over and was like, this song's called Break Stuff, Jordan. You know what, I'm going to break this CD. Here's a Boys to Men CD. That's what my mom did when I was a kid. My mom took away my Kid Rock CD because she was like, this says a lot of swears in it. And she's like, listen to this, they're Christian. It gave me Boys to Men. <laughs> which is all about fucking every single song which is about yeah. fucking and making ladies come so uh good on you mom you dumb idiot <laughs> you're listening i love you i'm sorry she was doing you a favor i mean kid rock is yeah cool. now, not, not a kid really anymore cool. <laughs> yeah we could do an episode of him. <laughs> we should do an episode of him. definitely yeah <laughs> whoa all right this uh this next clip's called How to Shop a Marxist. So 
the, the fact that the postmodernists dare to be Marxist is also something that I find, I would say, not so much intellectually reprehensible as morally repugnant. And one of the things that one of the things that the postmodernists, postmodern neo-Marxists, continually claim is that they have nothing but compassion for the downtrodden. And I would say that anybody with more than a cursory knowledge of 20th century history who dares to claim simultaneously that they have compassion for the downtrodden and that they're Marxists are revealing either their an ignorance of history that's so astounding that it's actually a form of miracle or a kind of or a kind of malevolence that's so reprehensible that it's almost unspeakable because we already ran the equity experiment all right i have enough i i can't <laughs> yeah. so this is the thing that like right-wingers especially do for sure is that they say well communism is not good just look at china look at the ussr and they seem to think like these countries exist in like a lab where these political ideologies are just drawn out to their logical conclusion mm -hmm. and that there's not already a bourgeois elitist aristocracy that fucking like china like is not really a communist country and the ussr was far from a socialist there were very much classes and distinctions and the idea that those were communists or like uh, his argument that that does it and also like his argument that like well look at vietnam it's like the same thing it's like yeah well the united states spent right. like 100 years trying to stamp out and brutalize that's what they do too they go like look at they're doing it now with like latin american countries they're like well look what's happening over there and it's like you're happening over there you assholes yeah Capitalism is like, happening over there. Venezuela. We're everything. <clears throat> yeah. They're like, oh, look at their, like, yeah, the United States has, like, a death grip on Venezuela right now. And that's why they're failing. It's not because, also, there's a guy over there pretending to be president, and we're like, yeah, he's president. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll bring him to the State of the Union. Everyone will give him a fucking round of applause. Or like, like, what is he doing here? Like, why is he here? Yeah, he didn't or, even run. I, I, this is off topic. <laughs> no, go ahead. Run for fucking president. His party boycotted the election, and then they're like, Guaido's yeah. the Guaido was just like, I'm the I'm the president now, and everyone's like, No, you're not. Well, and he's like, No, I am. And the U.S. is like, Yeah, he is. And Venezuela was like, No, he's not. But fucking like, look at in, in Chile with uh, who's it? Allende. Yeah, I mean, there, there's We're, like so many, like, I mean, we can like, run the gamut of all these examples. Yeah, we did a full like, episode on that on uh, our other podcast, the Punch Dunk Love podcast, yeah. which you should subscribe to, too, uh, about that, where it's just like Kissinger was like, communism's scary, and they just stomped out, and they, they like, intervened themselves for no reason in the yeah. Chile's... But then, and then you go look at communism or socialism failing, it's like... It's like if you have a but balloon they, and you pop it and then you go, the person with the knife's like, that's a shitty balloon. It's like, what are you talking about? You <laughs> did the thing. You ruined the thing. And you're like, guess balloons so, don't work. The idea was like the United States needed to make sure that every even semi-socialist country failed because they didn't want the idea that those things could be good or su successful to permeate amongst like the common person here in America. So they fucked and also, of course, they wanted to rob all those countries of natural resources. Yeah, yeah. that's a big part of it. 
It's just insane, like, that, I don't know, like, Jordan Peterson is, like, a guy that pretends to, like, know his history. He's like, if you knew anything about history, you know, you wouldn't be calling yourself a Marxist or a socialist, but, like, the fucking Red Scare, like, McCarthyism, all these things that happened in this country, and, like, yeah, all, you know, us overthrowing, like, any like, left-leaning government in South America, like, all these things that, like, we did is essentially somehow he doesn't know any of that stuff. Right. But I can tell you that Stalin murdered people. It's like, yeah, like, all of these, like, state governments murder people. Like, it's what they do. Like, it's crazy. Like, I'm I'm reading a book right right now, like, with capitalism. Like, what the fuck? I'm reading a book about uh, Ariel Sharon right now in Israel and Palestine. <clears throat> and, like, one of the rules they, like, laid out in the book was, like, oh, what you do is you say the other side's um, pulling a coup against you. And then you go in because then you're not, like, you know, destroying Palestine. You're not destroying these settlements. You're stopping a coup instead of being the ones that are doing the coup in the eyes of the people. And that's kind of what capitalism... That's, like, our whole, like... Protus operandi. Yeah, it's just, like, fucking... Just say, these people are the enemies. And then we go and we fuck them up and we ruin their way of life and try to assimilate them into capitalism. And then go, like, good thing we stopped that coup from happening when everyone's life was just fine before you fucking came in with your bullshit. Yeah, and... It's like, to that point, it's not even a lot about even, as much as they want to, like, make people think that socialist governments failed here, another large part of it is, like, they're not, they're not fucking interested in assimilating world governments to capitalism. Like, the only reason that we're involved in Venezuela right now is because Venezuela has the world's largest oil reserves, and the Koch brothers want a fucking pipeline, and build like fucking and like export shitty fucking oil to everywhere like it's like the dirtiest oil in the world and they want to just like that's the whole thing for the like like we're like uh ultra or whatever his name is the comic guy the world eater guy it's just like we just go into places and we just are like we drain them of everything and then we're just yeah, like you don't even have to look very far. Like that's where the term "banana republic" comes from, as yeah, because we, there were we took literal... over Venezuela and we gave everyone free pants. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. It's like no, there's like literal fruit companies in like the 30s and shit that ran a monopoly in these South American and Central American countries, and basically had governments overthrown at their behest. Because they wanted to maintain a monopoly on these fruit plant, plant fruit plantations, like literally the fucking destabilized governments for fucking bananas. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. But Marxism is bad because you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. After all that, George Peterson's right. <laughs> no, he did this. He did a debate with uh, Zizek, Zizek, which. He lost, in my opinion, even if you're not going by content, Zizek ran the light on every single turn he got. 
I'm not joking. He ran like he he went like I'm sorry, I'm out of time, but give me two more minutes, and then he'd go like six more minutes, and then Jordan Peterson would say try to make his dumb points, and Zizek would like quip in with something from like off like essentially heckling him, and it would get a bigger <laughs> laugh, and then obviously the points were, but yeah, I digress. Uh, when he was talking about why Marxism won't work, and like flat pay won't work. His reasoning was that, um, well, it's never been a better time to be a poor person, essentially, going like, you're making more money than you ever were as a poor person. Sure, rich people are, but you're making more money, too. And it's like, but that's not accounting for, you know, the cost of living. That's not accounting for rich people uh, going, oh, shit, right. That that doesn't account, like, we're making more money, but if the rich people are also making more money... That's because they see we're making more money and are coming in and being like, that banana, it's 13 bucks now because you can pay for that. Fuck you. And then we're just as poor and our life's just as shitty and their life's just the same. Nothing changes. And the fact that it doesn't get that makes him a fucking stupid Canadian, no jerk off <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Sorry. No. It, it's just like, the, it's a dumb argument where it's just like, it's going to make things better. It's like, it would. If you cap how much... If you cap how much people can make so there's no fucking Elon Musk who are trying to privatize space and no fucking Jeff Bezos who are fucking buying every single yeah. facet of production. And that's the thing. It's not even like at this point we're asking to cap people at like 250000 It's like, what do you cap somebody at like... Fifty million dollars. Yeah, like, it's, it's still, still an, an insane, insane amount. amount of money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't need that much money. Yeah, we just don't need a goddamn. We just we're just like, make it so there can't be a trillionaire who's bald and looks like a shitty Vin Diesel oh. that just <laughs> owns everything. So yeah, it's, uh, Jeff Bezos is cool. <laughs> he's home of. He's the. God. He's the best billionaire. I mean. They, so, Kenny lives in a town with Jeff Bezos. I live in a town with Alex Jones. Who lives in San Antonio? That's, like, I guess most of the people there, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, what? I'm trying to figure out who the worst San Antonio because I have Alex Jones. Kenny has Jeff Bezos. And I was like, who's the San Antonio version of that? And I was like, oh, probably like 90% of the people we know are the equivalent of Jeff Bezos and... Anthony Torino, that's... Oh, yeah. He's <laughs> coming on next week. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's a good... I don't know. It, I, he's he's an idiot, and I, I'm getting worked up thinking about him being dumb it's, about Marxism. Well, his whole grift is just to tell, like, 20, 30-year-old white men that are not happy with their lot in life that... It's not your fault. It's leftists. It's women. That's yeah. why. Yeah. All the shit that like conservative assholes are afraid of, like he's just reinforcing all of that stupid shit. Yeah. It. And then he. It seems like now he's in over his head. Like he's like, like a he's like, like a self. Yeah. Some shit down. <laughs> well, he's like a he's like a self help guy. Who became like a voice because I'm guessing because his rise, as I already mentioned, coincides with Trump's. So I'm sure when like 
the talk of a political cycle is like is the presidential candidate talking about grabbing ladies by their pussies. They're gonna have this guy on to talk about it because he's gonna just be like, "Women, if a man grabs your pussy, don't shame him because that's trying to take away our masculinity, which is not toxic, and you're the bad one." <laughs> But now that they're, like, actually asking him to, like, you know, dissect Marxism and shit, he just, he's, like, over his head. And he's saying the kind of shit that, like, I don't know, it's a lot of ideas that I think anyone who's, like, serious about Marx has, like, been, dis- the, the things he's, his arguments that he's saying are dispelled, like, pretty quick. Yeah, he doesn't do a very good job of, like, identifying, like, because he, he does talk shit a lot about, like, cultural Marxism, but, like, he won't necessarily, like, have a very profound idea on it. Like, there are some pretty common, like, arguments against it. It's like, oh, it, it, like, you know, a lot of people talk about how it's a very discursive style of, like, writing. A lot of the people that wrote, uh, you know, like, Frankfurt-type like philosophers and stuff, like, it's like, yeah, those things have already been beaten to death it's weird that you wouldn't know that like it, it feels like you don't actually know any of this shit he thinks he's like a william f buckley type guy he thinks he's like this like intellectual giant but it's like that guy was shitty but that guy also was like had some modicum of, of like career like he was that like if you watch buckley like debates he's like a fucking actor like a very affable very guy. And like, yeah, but also, but he's also like affable, and he works well on a camera. Yeah. Jordan Peterson's like yeah. a stuffy guy who's like, yeah. Gee whiz, what's happening? Am I at the Raptors championship parade tonight? And his like banter is not funny. He's not charming. <laughs> it's just like it wouldn't be crazy if we ejected uh, lobsters with uh... <laughs> come. <laughs> <laughs> I like him if that was a stance. Instead, his stance is just like, see, lobsters are, are oh. lobsters proved why hierarchy in in the in humans oh. exist and why rich people are right and poor people are. Oh yeah, shitty. that is, I, yeah, that is that weird thing. He goes on that weird tangent about lobsters and the. He says, like, yeah. if you see a lobster that's all defeated <laughs> and then you inject it with serotonin. All of a sudden, it's like, yeah, because you're ejecting a lobster with serotonin. <laughs> it's like, what crazy, like, fucking experiments was Jordan Peterson like, running in Toronto? If you if you take a sad monkey and you fucking let it snort a bunch of cocaine, all of a sudden that monkey's acting differently. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, he, um... Let's see, I have a few other clips i don't want to skip over anything um uh, there's there's this one here where he says white privilege isn't real it's 11 minutes uh i don't know if i'll play any of it but i was reading about like speeches he's given about that and he's like white privilege can't be real in america because america is a majority of the people like you don't say there's chinese privilege in china because there's a majority of chinese people or there's like brazilian it's just like what the that's not what that means you're taking it literally and you know it because he's not he's not that dumb yeah but it's like a thing that's not what white white privilege is like the fact that they're still 
there's still repercussions from like slavery and shit. We have people who's like it's embedded in their like, you know, sub like there's this like fucking weird level of like, you know what I mean? I don't, I'm no, I'm not phrasing it right, but also it doesn't like China is not nearly as diverse as our country is in terms of population, and also white privilege is about Western dominated culture, like and society, and obviously that's not going to exist in fucking China, right? <laughs> Yeah, he sucks. He's just like he comes up with like little like what he thinks are like little clever ideas, and it's like you hear like less eloquent versions of like these types of like tirades, like at a fucking open mic or something. Like it's this is all just stupid hack bullshit. I'm sorry I had an aneurysm, but I was doing my first point earlier, just of anger of him not getting privilege, but. (laughs) But that is like a, I don't know, that is like a very weird thing in a country where all like the fucked up race shit has happened. Or the shit happening now with, or that's been happening with like police violence and stuff. To be like, white white people, privilege can exist in the dominating classes. Like, yeah, fucking can. That's how privilege works. (laughs) That's exactly how privilege, if you're the dominating yeah, yeah for Jordan Peterson, he's like, it doesn't exist for me because all my friends are white, and we all experience <laughs> the same treatment. I don't enter, but it's like, yeah, but for anyone that's not like a white guy, anyone that's like any kind of majority, or even like a certain type of white person, doesn't fit into this weird bubble that I'm sure he is. That he like, you know. But like, I feel like that's the audience that he talks to, like. Right. I think the the hardest person to explain white privilege to is like a poor fucking like a white coal miner from West Virginia who doesn't have shit and is dirt poor. And you're gonna tell he has that privilege, but it's hard to explain that to somebody whose conditions are that bad. And right. Jordan Peterson is there to just be like, no, it's not your fault. It's all this other shit. So. Right, and it's like a thing too to not to I think keep that separation between like I don't know, like you said the coal miners, like the poor whites, that work in like a, a bread factory or something in like Duluth, and then like yeah. the, the poor black people. It's like if you had that line, where it's like where it's, I don't know where you keep that. You're like privilege doesn't exist. You go yeah, my life's shitty. So therefore, I can't have that privilege. That keeps them from realizing they're more, have more in common with this other person who's in the same position but slightly shittier because they have all these odds against them. Yeah. It's like, look, both of them are struggling, but the other one, like one group has to like deal with like, you know, I don't know, a fucking police force that yeah. profiles you. Yeah. Like, and I, I didn't misspeak. There definitely are not coal miners listening to Jordan Peterson. <laughs> uh, but he yeah. speaks to, like, young fucking white guys that want to believe that that's the case. That, you, you that know, they're just as disadvantaged, but they're fucking not. You know, it's weird. When you said that, I it made me think. I remember when I went to school, because I grew up kind of on the south side of San Antonio. Where it's not like, you know, it's a fairly rough neighborhood, but there's also, like, a mix of people there. And so I grew up with kids that were, like, in gangs and shit. And then there were, like, the nerdy anime kids. 
Right. <laughs> that just got bullied and picked on. Like, those are the kids he's going for. The kids that go to predominantly, like, not white schools who are, like, you know, probably get bullied because they're fucking dressed as Sonic the Hedgehog and run through the halls. <laughs> <laughs> and then they listen to Jordan Peterson and he's like... And, yeah, I don't know. I feel like his main audience is a bunch of fucking, like, 25-year-old white dudes who can't find a woman to fuck them and so they just fucking like blame everybody else and i can say from like i don't know that's all it's weird for like because he like threads this needle where it's like work on yourself but also it's everyone else's fault but work on yourself too oh shit you're right. You're I'm sorry. sorry I, just, I know I saw a note that I had and I forgot. Oh, it's his middle name is Bert. <laughs> <laughs> I just looked at it as a George Bert. Yeah, his middle name is Bert. What the fuck? Oops, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. No. Oh. <laughs> you kidding me? Like that? Like we shouldn't have spoken about him this long. I mean. Jordan Burt Peterson. <laughs> yeah, you just say the name, and you're like, why is anyone taking this guy seriously? <laughs> no, but but yeah, I've I've known I've had I have friends that haven't lost their virginity to like later in life, and like a few of them just got like really into God when they were like nineteen twenty, because that that was a way for them to be like, look, I'm not like a virgin, I'm not like a nerd, I'm like abstinent, I believe in this higher thing. And then when they finally, like, you know, lost their virginity, then they were like, oh, yeah, I don't, I'm back to this thing. So it's easy to get, and I think, like, I'd much rather have a friend be like, hey, man, I'm super into God, than a friend be like, I'm super into Jordan Peterson, who hasn't fucked. Oh yeah, I'd definitely rather be friends with somebody who's like super into the Bible than super into Jordan Peterson. Yeah, yeah. I would say like I have been around people who are super into the Bible, and like they are a hundred times more interesting than people super into Jordan Peterson. Can you remember that time we were uh, we were like stoned as shit walking around a Walmart reading that uh, Doug Dynasty book, (laughs) the Doug Dynasty Bible? And we were like laughing about it, and these ladies stopped here. And they were like, "What do you think? What do you think's funny about this?" Oh yeah, no, I remember because they asked me, "Oh, you're reading that Duck Dynasty Jesus book?" And then, because I can't like read a room, I was like, "Yeah, I know, because it's funny." <laughs> and, then, and then they were like, "Oh, what's funny?" And I ran away, and I left you there. <laughs> Oh, man. And then you like found me, and you're like, "Did they just talk to me about Jesus for like ten minutes?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'd rather be around those people than Jordan Peterson for any minutes. Yeah, I guess I can't imagine what a huge Jordan Peterson fan is. I'm sure we know like five of them from comedy. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sure you. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Um. Yeah, he believes in some... I don't know, because going into this, my thing was, like, his fan base is all incel, nerd, idiot, 
MGTOW people. But he has videos where he, like, shits on them. Where he's like, yeah, they're pathetic and losers, and I don't want them as my fans. Because he's trying to make his children do things that he likes. Like sex. Not, not dislikes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I, I, I still think that makes him a big portion of his... Maybe they're, they're probably not as pilled as, like, people who self-identify as incels. But certainly dudes who, like, have it fucked or, like, afraid to talk to women. Or he has, like, a lot of videos about, like, uh, how to get girls if you're a nice guy. So essentially, like, just fucking weird creeps that, like, I don't know, smell women's hair. and <laughs> <laughs> That's the weird thing about... Peterson too, because like I listened to a bunch of his like talks, where he like he comes so close. He's like, well, a lot of men aren't happy because they're like, there's this expectation of masculinity that's been built up, and that they're failing to live up to that. And but it rather than like dissecting that and like and understanding that there's such a thing as toxic masculinity, he just goes, and it's fucking women. That's 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 the reason you're not Thor. That's the reason you're not Captain America. <laughs> All the rioters are, are women. <laughs> they are chaos. Marxist and women. Oh, God. He's one of those dudes who's for sure just like, Antifa is doing this. These are all radical Marxists. Okay. Uh, yeah, he also believes in enforced monogamy. Uh-oh. Yeah. It explains it, and I have a clip. Uh, just like trigger warning, this one is from the Joe Rogan show. So you're going to have to hear a confused, shaved baby gorilla ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, it's like pretty rad that Spotify gave him $100 million to have fucking assholes like Jordan Peterson and uh, Gavin McGinnis on his fucking Spotify show. Pretty fucking rad. Pretty good job, Dave Spotify. On there too. Yeah. Fucking Alex Jones multiple. Cool. Good job, dude. You're giving Alex Jones a huge platform. Good job, DMT man. All right. Here's the clip. (laughs) Never gets old. To me, at least. I don't know. Let us know in the comments. (laughs) Involuntary celibates. When all this stuff went down, this guy drove his car into a group of people. It's a horrible tragedy. Um, one of the things that you talked about with incels is that, and this was a, a part of the, Rome, what was it? It was New a New York, York Times hit piece. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you said one of the cures for this is enforced monogamy. Mm-hmm. People decided, and you know, I had never heard that term before, quite honestly, and I was like, well, what, is, what the fuck does that mean? It's a psychological term, and what it means is enforced by culture, that it is a good value. Monogamy, yeah, because right. polygam- polygamous societies tend to become ultraviolent. Yeah. And that's been known in the anthropological literature for 100 years. And, and certainly leftist anthropologists were among those who discovered it. Like, she knew, the journalist knew perfectly well what I meant by enforced monogamy. She's yeah, not but it's, stupid. It's a... You use it as if everybody would understand it because you're an intellectual and because you're a professor and this is what also, you do. It was also two minutes out of a two-day conversation. Yes, you know, yes. it's like so. It that's all she We needed. just glanced. Oh, well, it's so. Fu- that was funny in some sense because my sense is, if you want to pillory someone, 
you should attribute to them views that someone somewhere has had. And the implication of that part of the New York Times article was that I wanted to, you know, take nubile young women at the point of a gun under state enforcement and deliver them yes. to useless men. It's like yes. no one has ever believed that. But so that, attributing but it sounds that, like that. <laughs> it's a real the optics of that that statement are very bad. But the the, the question is why didn't why wasn't there follow up questions? And if there was follow up questions to get you to define what you mean by enforcement, well, there were. They, they just were. didn't make it into the piece. Well, that's a real problem. Yeah, it's a real problem. That, I'm going to pause a little bit. We can get back to some more of it, but I don't know. Uh, what polygamous societies was he talking about? I have no idea. I, he doesn't cite <laughs> things in his fucking arguments. Yeah, like the only thing I can think of is he like thinking about like fucking. Caligula and like fucking having orgies and shit, or like what is he talking about? I because like two thousand years have been dominated <clears> by <throat> Christian, like Judeo-Christian orthodoxy, and those are not polygamist. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, mm. go ahead. Is sorry. he like, like I was? I, yeah, I mean like. Is he talking about like what's going on in Canada? It seems like it's just. America lie like it's not it's diet America it's not that it's uh, it's weird it, there's not like a Trudeau does not have a harem of like people he sleeps with every day or like what what the fuck is he talking about I don't yeah I don't <sighs> yeah Trudeau does blackface though so also yeah, like too. I have <laughs> Peterson probably loves him for that yeah, also, uh, cool, Spotify gave $100 million to a guy who's just calling articles on a psychopath hit pieces. <laughs> cool, 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 good job. All right, I'll play a little bit more. That's a real yeah, problem, yeah, because yeah. that's that, that well, is... It's so, an, it's so ridiculous. Mm, because, it's an inaccurate definition well, of who you are. Well, if, one of the things I've said continually, I'm, and this is on record in multiple places, it's like, okay, so you're a young man. Mm-hmm. And all the women are rejecting you. Who's got the problem? It's not all the women. That's right. a bad road to go down. If all the women are rejecting you, it's you. We both agree on this, but why is enforced monogamy the solution for people that are involuntary celibates? Well, it's the solution to the it's the solution to the relationship between men and women. Fundamentally, is monogamous yeah, social norms. Yeah, but these norms. men are unattractive. If these well, men well, are the unattractive, to <laughs> if these men are unattractive. To... <laughs> you men are fucking ugly. All right, but oh, I don't boy. mean just physically unattractive. I mean, women aren't seeking them as mates. Mm-hmm. They need to become men. Yes, they certainly do. This this is that's what it the is. solution. That's the solution. Absolutely, and we man. both agree on this. So, yes, but, what, but they but, need to do that in a society where monogamy is the social norm. But isn't That's it the all. social norm anyway? Well, that was partly my point. Although, to the degree that we deviate from that, we tilt towards a more violent society. I was but making I a very minor point. I don't think they're related, quite honestly. I don't, I don't think that involuntary <laughs> celibates, I don't think that having enforced monogamy as a part of our cultural norm is going to help those people. I well, really it does. Don't. It does. How's it going to help them? Well, because what happens is if a polygamous society develops, Mm-hmm. which is the alternative, then a small minority of men get all the women. That's what happens. Oh, okay. I <laughs> so that, see that's that. All, that's <laughs> <laughs> He's just worried that like, if po- like, polygamy takes over, yeah, yeah, he's just going to be a cock in the wasteland. Like, I'm fucking weird. 
I don't want to be one of those incels. I don't want to be a... Is he talking about lions? Know. Is he? He sounds. He sounds like he's literally just talking about like lions. Like he just watched like a documentary. I don't understand his point at all because it sounds like he's not making. Like he's just saying. Like Joe about- Rogan was right in saying monogamy is already the norm. Yeah, and like people dating around, it's like. Monogamy or polygamy is not the reason that these guys aren't getting laid. It's because they're fucking, like, dead behind the eye mass shooters in the waiting. Like, I feel like women could probably sense that, oh, you're a fucking sociopath. (laughs) That's why they're not. Oh, you have the capacity to kill 50 people because nobody fucked you? Like, that's that's a you thing. Like, what the fuck's his point? Yeah, I... I think he's just, I don't know, man. It, it, I think he's like, he may, I could imagine him working at a university, like the university works at, I have no idea anything about it, but maybe it's like very like strong liberal arts, like college or something. And it's freaking him the fuck out. <laughs> and he's just like fucking tiptoeing out of his fucking office like to the lecture halls like tiptoeing everywhere like he's just afraid that some like gender non-conforming marxist is gonna like all the way just be around the corner and scare the behebjis out of him and he's gonna be like oh no now i have to date you because if i don't i don't have any women to date and we're going to a polyamorous to like i have a kind of a story about that oh nice So this is like a little known fact about Jordan Peterson, but um, in 1986, he went to a, <laughs> he went to a Six Flags, and you know like that Superman ride that goes like up and then like goes down really fast. Yeah, yeah. Well, it went up, and his uh, his wiener got like. <laughs> <laughs> his wiener got like caught on a hook and then it went down really fast and it just, <laughs> just stretched it out like a stretch arm strong he just had like a giant useless dick alright yeah, uh, so that's why like no women would fuck him so that's why that's a good and true story uh, <laughs> let's hear a little bit more of his talk well, he's with a polyamory he doesn't want like multiple women knowing how weird his, his dick weird is dick. Here's some more of Jordy Peets and Joey R. In this theoretical world where polygamous societies exist en masse, and then you do have this problem where there's a a small group of men that are fucking all the women. But that's not... So even Joe is like, okay, if your stupid little thing is real... (laughs) Joe Rogan, the guy who thinks, like, humans are... Evolve from monkeys eating fucking psychedelic mushrooms. It's like, okay, your stupid little idea. Let's imagine it's real. Not what we're talking. And also making the women unhappy, right? Because the women don't have any access to a genuine, intimate, one-to-one relationship over any long period of time. Which so it is doesn't what work the women well. want. It's the the whole and, idea and, is and that what's best the women want too. that, right? Mm-hmm. Sure, if you have children, right? 
Um, but I, don't, I still don't think that that is why these men are involuntary celibates. And I don't think it's the solution to that. I think the solution is that they need to become attractive to Yes, women. that is the solution. Yes. There's no doubt I don't, about that. I don't think the two are related. Plastic well, surgery. The only, the, I was making a minor point. The minor point was that one of the ways that societies around the world have figured out that you keep young male aggression under control is by enforcing monogamous standards because it gives everyone a chance in some sense. So that's the only point that I was chance, making. Meaning it, it clears more, uh, more women will be available for one-on-one -on -one relationships yes. rather than one guy who is some, uh, you know, whatever, for whatever reason, yeah, well, you see this figure you see, in society. Yeah, well, you see this happening. Okay, so it just sounds like his thing is like, if we make it essentially... So, like, everyone feels they have no choice but monogamy. We're not going to get, like, Ryan Goslings who just are going to fuck our girlfriends. <laughs> right? So, like, he's just afraid of being cucked. And he's like, I yeah. want to make it illegal for someone to cuck me. Also, does he think that, like, people don't date, like, the first woman or first guy that you're with? Like, you're with them forever? That's it? Um, I think that's I the only mean, way it's premise even makes any sort of sense yeah if you like mate for yeah. life <laughs> like fucking penguins or <laughs> <laughs> i think he just watched a bunch of nature documentaries before he gave that new york times interview he's like well, we should be more like a lot we should be more like penguins and less like lions <laughs> so i can't think of a single society where like there was like 10 dudes that had every single woman <laughs> and everyone else was just like oh gee whiz <laughs> Yeah, it, this is fucking. I mean, it has. This has to. This is such a bad idea that Joe Rogan is able to destroy it, like. Yeah. Out of the water, just. I I feel like Jordan Peterson said something dumb, but he's like one of those guys that can't be like, oh no, that was wrong. What I said, that was a dumb thing. So now he's just caught in this trap of trying to justify it to Joe Rogan. Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> no, you're, you're absolutely He's right. He's worried that Joe Rogan's going to steal his fucking wife, and Joe Rogan's smarter than him. So Oof. Joe Rogan's going to fuck nothing. that guy's wife. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that's what it feels like. You're right. It feels like he said some insane thing about we should, like, there'd be no incels if we forced women into marriages. <laughs> And then the New York Times was like, oh, fuck, he said this insane thing. And then Joe Rogan was like, why'd you say that insane thing? And he's like, oh, shit. Well, what if, like, one guy fucked, like, 35 women and then you had no lady? And Joe was like, what? Just <laughs> <laughs> think about that. And, yeah, I think that's all I'm going to play for this because this clip goes on for eight more minutes. And I'm 100% sure it's eight minutes of Joe going, like... I'm like a big strong guy. Like if I had fucked your wife and then my wife, then I'd have two wives and you'd have none. And Peterson's like, yeah, but don't do that. And he's like, yeah, but like I could if I wanted to. He's like, don't do that. And he's like, I'm fucking your wife right now. You call me daddy and get on the floor and wear this dog collar and don't look at me. And Jordan Peterson's like, yeah, yes, daddy. And that's the rest of the interview. Right? I'm pretty sure I'm right. Let me skip ahead uh, to the end. Let's just listen to the last minute. 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> um. So I have, I have one other thing to add. Okay. That I got from research. Uh, so it's a short story from like 1996. So it happened like 10 years after that Fiesta Texas. <laughs> <laughs> So Jordan Peterson was riding his bike to the park, and he's like, "We're." we're. It's like weird, really long, like noodle dick was like flapping in the wind, and it got it got like it got tangled in his bike chain. I don't know if like you guys have ever had like your shoelaces get tangled in a bike chain before. But his dick got tangled in it, and he just had to, like, walk five miles. Because <laughs> he couldn't get it unstuck. He's just dragging his, like, weird 75-foot noodle dick and his fucking bike tangled up in his bike. It's... I don't know what that story <laughs> uh, Yeah. So now he just uh, has, like, a really long dick that's, like, corkscrewed. It's like a slinky. It was straight because it got caught on that hook on that ride and it just went straight down. Right, and now it's curly. Like a slinky. Yeah, now it's just like a jumbled, like uh, like a box, like a bunch of earbuds that are tangled up and shit. Um, <laughs> he got the bike he got the bike out, but it's still not usable for sex. That's and this is all real, you can verify it, right? On a, a New York Times website. Yeah, you go to jordanpeterson.gov and you can read all about it. <laughs> he wrote it himself. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, I think that's about it on uh, JP. Um, current status of him is he was addicted to pills, which, <laughs> I don't know. I've been addicted to pills, man. I'm not going to make fun of them too hard. Pills are awesome, but also... Uh, Kenny, didn't you say you had a quote about, like, poor people and drugs? <laughs> oh, yeah. He uh, he said that being poor is, like, the best thing for a drug addict because they won't be able to afford the drugs and kill themselves by overdose. You know what's cool about that? I've been addicted to heroin three different times, and I've had jobs none of those times. And I still found ways to get drugs. <laughs> so, um, cool I logic, think- idiot. <laughs> I think it's funny that like I think he I think he was just really feeling sorry for himself whenever he said that cause he's, he's high like, as shit on benzos yeah cause he's like if I didn't have money I wouldn't be able to get benzos and now I have too many benzos in my tummy oh no <laughs> someone should show Jordan Peterson the movie Midnight Cowboy and just be like or uh, drugstore cowboys would be like, this could be you, dude. Move to Portland to rob pharmacies. <laughs> Julia <laughs> Lewis. <laughs> can I just do that? I can have all the pills I want? Yeah, so... Uh, I have a bad impact on <laughs> What? <laughs> so they probably didn't have a better impact on the world than you Yeah, if he was just like a fucking pill junkie. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to, like, mock uh, addiction too I, hard. I, I don't mean uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I would say about uh, Jordan Peterson, like, he got famous in 2016, but now, like, four years later, I would say he's he's not really relevant. 
Hey, it's a dick of the pills, like me. (laughs) We're the same, Jordan. Yeah, I don't want to make fun of his addiction uh, too hard, but he does seem like a guy. Uh, Anytime, it sucks when anyone gets addicted to drugs, but like when someone who's like a holier than thou, like. guy like he is. Sorry, uh, I was just to say, for someone that's like pitted, uh, you know, all of all of like the issues that are pervasive in society, he just like was like those aren't real, and yeah, now he is fucking the guy that yeah. So it's kind of like it sucks for you, but fuck you, and I'm sure he'll write another book about how he overcame his addiction and how addiction's not real. It's he's not gonna be better off because of this. He's gonna be more obnoxious and more fucking. Man, I, I yeah, I don't know. I I, I have no idea because I, I watched uh, an update from his daughter and it seems like I don't know. I, I it's hard to tell what's going on there, but um, yeah, I would hope that he would come back and be like, hey, I can understand. I can I can be more empathetic now, but I don't. I, I'm not holding my breath for that shit. Like yeah, I've well. I guess best of luck in your recovery, Jordan Peterson, because uh, addiction sucks, but also when you come back, like, try jerking off or something. It's just like, <laughs> I don't know. Try jerking off and rereading fucking all three volumes of Capital, and maybe some of it will sink in this time. Fucking asshole. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay, uh, this has been uh, the Spin Doctor podcast. We've been the Impractical Jokers. now streaming on hbo max did you know that kitty they have all the seasons on there (laughs) yeah um yeah we're uh if you enjoy the podcast rate and subscribe and uh goodbye for ever I was gonna fade I was gonna fade the music out, but now I'm keeping that in. This is the end of the podcast now.